Welcome to Rise Above Performance Training's 15 Minutes of Strength, the show where we explore and discuss the vast landscape of strength to help you live your best and strongest lives. I'm your host, Doug Fiorinelli, and this is Episode 7, A Better Way to Do Resolutions. So the New Year's here, if you're listening to this as we uh, put it out, and comes with it, you know, resolutions and promises to get better and to, you know, elevate ourselves in the new year. We all do this. I've done this uh, myself and I still continue to do it in some capacity. And that's what we want to talk about today. However, the traditional forms of resolutions might not be the best way to go about it. You know, let's take the old example of I'm going to lose 15 pounds this year, or I'm going to lose weight and make it really generic without a plan or without consistent um, affirmations or reassurance or goals, you may not reach them. Typically, a resolution is gone by the wayside by the second week of February, 80% of them. So we're three weeks into the new year and you're gone and you're probably either feel bad about yourself and you just kind of revert back to what you're doing previously or, you know, either use it to ignite something and find a better way. I myself have been finding ways to re kind of tool the way I make resolutions or goals and try to just make them better and make them achievable. And today I'd like to go over that with you in hopes that helps you out with whatever you choose to do. I like to talk about goals rather than resolutions because I feel like we want to frame the positive. Resolutions aren't necessarily positive nor negative, but usually it's taking a negative and turning it into a positive. So let's say I want to lose weight. We'll keep it generic. You're, you're saying that your weight you're currently at is negative and it's affecting you in some way. It may be, you may be, you know, overweight and you can't do certain things like play with your kids or play sports or your knees are aching and you, or you have pre-diabetic conditions and you want to kind of get a hold of that. Okay. Definitely. We can do better. However, going from negative to positive is a tough road um, because the negative is kind of constantly looming in the back of your mind. When you set a goal, it's usually a positive outcome and you don't focus on the starting point of negativity. You focus on the starting point of zero. This is where I'm at. So my baseline is zero and I'm reaching a goal. So instead of saying, I want to lose weight, you're going to be like, I'm going to get my cholesterol or blood sugar manageable. I want to get it to this number. This is, you're starting at a certain number and you're going to go to a different number, or I want to bring my weight down five pounds. You're starting on a certain baseline. It's not negative. It's not positive. That's where you're at. And you're striving to go to a better place. So a goal list might be a little bit better way to go. The way I've been doing goal lists is making it categorized. First of all, instead of just writing 30 things I want to do and just making it all over the place, I subcategorize everything and I make sure I only have three or four and some are more challenging than others. Some are simple that I know I can complete when you have those types of goals and you complete them. There's really Honestly, you know, not too many better feelings than that. You're like, yes, I can do this. It's a affirmation that you can achieve something when you put your mind to it. And it also helps keep the fire going to achieve those other goals. So I usually have a small goal 
Um, I have, you know, a goal that's attainable, but it's going to probably take a few months or some time. And then I have a stretch goal that if I hit it, it'd be awesome, but I'm striving towards it. It might take, you know, two years. It may not happen in those 365 days. So with my goal list, I personally write it down. I know some people do the phone thing or something else, um, with technology, I still have it on pen and paper, or I actually, I type it up and I have it with me and it's with my daily calendar that I bring out and kind of look at almost daily. I also categorize them, like I said, and I'll go into that in a second. And I don't necessarily have a timeline kind of like how I alluded to, because I have the different types of goals. Some are short term, some are long term, and some are challenge or stretch that may not happen at all. Most of my goals are not time sensitive. As I mentioned, some will happen, um, you know, quickly. Some are hopefully to be done in the year, and then some are stretch goals that may not happen at all. So I don't really put time-sensitive stamps on these goals. However, as I explain a little bit secondary to what I do with these goals that I make for the year, I'll kind of explain more that the the time-sensitiveness comes into play there. Also, what I do is categorize them. So I have a list, one block of goals right away is going to be business. So those are going to be the three things I want to do for the business that year. I haven't completed my goal list. Yes, I know we're in end of January, but I'm kind of constantly retooling and refining them. But one carried over from last year, actually two carried over from last year. One was to get my merchandise online. So I'm starting to sell off some of the stuff I have here. I just don't want to hold inventory and ship it out myself. So I'm going to work to get things online. So that's number one. My second one is to get some type of therapy or physical therapy going back at the gym um, and to get that going again. And I'm kind of toying around with whether I want to personally employ someone or to do an independent contractor. So I'm, I have to reach search that. That was my stretch goal last year. It didn't happen. I did do research and I did talk to a few people. So that's going to be my goal this year to get that done at some point. And then I have smaller goals, which are going to be, you know, continuing to, to be safe, maybe get a few clients, kind of establish the athlete training program. You know, I have the, the toughest one with that is when the seasons change, you know, I lose a few. So it's just trying to keep that steady and constant. So that's kind of my goals for business. Next is I do financial goals. And mostly those are, you know, not specific numbers in a sense, they're just like savings goals. So one, I want to save a certain amount of my paycheck for, you know, general savings and also investing and 401k, you know, as a small business owner, you have to do everything yourself. You don't get those things. So you have to set aside money and pay yourself first. So it's not necessarily, I want my portfolio to be X amount of dollars by the end of the year, but it's like, I got to save these things and put away every month. I noticed before I was doing this a few years ago, uh, certain funds would, you know, I'd look at me like, oh, I don't really have the money to put into that fund this year. So I'm just going to hold off. And right now I don't do that anymore. Even if it's only a hundred dollars going into a fund that I wanted to fund, I have to fund that. I feel good about that. And that's money I'm not going to touch. And that'll help me down the road. And then I have, um, you know, more personal goals. So let's say I want to do a certain event, like I want to do a kettlebell competition or I want to compete personally. I don't want to run a marathon, but it can be things like running a marathon or something that kind of gets you physical and gets you out of your comfort zone. It's easy to train and I do enjoy training. So I have no problem training 
daily, but training for something always helps. So whether it's, um, like I said, to run a marathon or to hike in Yosemite or, you know, to do half dome, something like that, have a goal where the training that you're doing going to the gym, running, doing your hikes, doing your walks and doing that daily to keep you healthy is going to lead to a bigger thing. And that'll help out a vacation, something like that. So that's a personal goals are another one. And then, you know, have family kind of couples goals that we want to go over. So those are the big kind of categories that I have. And I kind of put three sub goals within each one that I want to achieve. And I have that list in front of me. Now to achieve those goals, I make a weekly list of things I need to do and I divide that up and I'll explain how I'm going to do that. Again, it's written down and it's in front of me every week. So I basically take a sheet of eight and a half by 11 paper and I draw a line down the middle and then I draw two lines horizontally across. So I have um, six boxes and I categorize those. The top left box is just things I got to do, like errands. Um, the one that's always in there is go to the bank. I still go to the bank. I know a lot of everything is uh, not completely digital at my work. I actually do enjoy going to the bank. I like the people there and um, it's kind of fun depositing money every week or so and, and feel like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, doing good. And other things like, uh, do I have to go to the dentist? Do I have to um, I don't know, pay these bills. That'll be all in there, kind of a personal thing. The box next to it at the top is contact. So people I need to contact, whether they're um, parents, I need to contact back for training, or I got to reach out to this person and ask them a question about moving my business forward of what I want to do. So those are kind of contact things I need to do. And I have that right in front of me. If we shift down to the middle of the paper on the left-hand side box are programs. So I still write individual programs for all my athletes and they come up every three to four weeks. So those are the list of people I have to write their programs and I got to keep, and I write their name and the day that their program is due. And then I have a little box that I check off once it's done. So that keeps me straight in terms of um, making sure everyone has a fresh program when they need it. To the right of that is going to be content. So whether it's YouTube videos or podcasts like this, or it's going to be um, a newsletter I get to get out. That's the content I put in. I, gotta, I have like multiple boxes where you write it or shoot it, edit, and then post it. So I have those written down and those are for the week or maybe you know two weeks I can kind of get away with. The bottom two boxes are the ones for I have housework. So it could be things I need to do at home. Like, um, you know, I can't I can't do business all the time and neglect the home things I need to like, do I need to fix something in the garage or do I need to put this up or go to home Depot or do I need to take care of some family things? Like I write that in the box and make sure I take care of the family stuff. And then the bottom right is going to be little business things I can take care of. Like they're a little more generic. It's like, okay, I got to plan this program or I got to do research on opening a physical therapy business. So those are the other things I need to do for the week to kind of get that uh, taken care of as well. So I, I found this to be very manageable. And like I said, I like to put little check boxes there and check them off. The things I don't get to do, like let's say I, you know, I'm just starting to make content again for the new year and I did have a lot of that in my box and I didn't get to check a lot off going, you know, these last few weeks here, I just carried it over, but I know I will get it done at some point because it's staring me in the face to kind of recap when you're making, you know, a set of resolutions, let's make goals this year, write your goals down. You can do it on your phone. I'm not knocking the phone, but also you need a plan of execution. So having those goals is good, making them attainable, 
maybe with a little stretch is good. Don't have too many, maybe 10 at the most. And then have your weekly or daily things to do where you chip away. So the small movements that get you closer to those goals are going to be the ones that get you there. By staring at something and being like, I need to lose weight. Okay, how am I going to do that? That could be really daunting. The first step is always one of the hardest. In losing the weight, let's say, on your weekly sheet or your daily sheet, you have, okay, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. I'm going to cook at home, you know, five days out of the week, or I'm going to go to the store or eat veggies, something like that. Those little things accumulate to help you achieve those goals. For me, it's like, okay, I got to do two hours of work or research on physical therapy businesses. So I got to do that. And then hopefully that chips away, that sets me in the right direction. And that um, gets me going towards opening physical therapy again. With the merchandise thing, I put in my contacts. I have to talk to my web designer to have her integrate the um, business kind of drop shipping thing into the website because I can't do that. I mean, if I did learn how to do that, it would take me forever. So things like that. So again, have your goals, have your weekly action sheet of what you got to do to help chip away. And then kind of constantly look back at your goal sheet, maybe once a week to see if you're going there and seeing if you're in a good place. And lastly, keep it positive. You want to reward your progression. Losing 15 pounds, let's say, reward yourself in a sense that, you know, of, of a sense of accomplishment, not necessarily reward yourself with uh, desserts or anything. But if you lose two pounds, awesome. That's reassurance that you are going in the right direction. If you, um, you know, get your website taken care of, or you took some new photos or had some ideas for merchandise. Great. That's a step towards opening your online store. So these little things have to be seen as victories. Yes, you don't want to dwell on them too long, but yeah, these are affirmations that things are working right and you're going in the right direction. So I want to thank you again for listening today. We'll have definitely more of these coming um, in the future here. So please subscribe to the podcast on all the major platforms. Also check out riseaboveStrength.com and you can sign up for the monthly newsletter that I put out and talks about the articles and videos and also the podcast that I put out and um, check out the YouTube channel, Rise Above Performance Training. A lot of videos up there. Um, Been doing that for 10 plus years. So, you know, a lot of things um, in terms of training and workouts. And again, I want to thank you for listening today. And remember, all the strength that you need is on the inside and reinforced on the outside. Let's have a great year, everyone. We'll see you next time.